Hey, good people. Welcome to Tea Time with Tia, a conversational podcast about real life events on how to maintain your emotional and mental health, how to stay empowered, and how to be the best authentic version of yourself. I'm your host, Lentia McClary, a licensed professional counselor associate from the Carolinas. If you or anyone you know is looking for a counselor, feel free to search on psychologytoday.com. That is psychologytoday.com. Although I hope you find pleasure listening to and engaging with the podcast, this should not be a substitute in receiving actual psychotherapy. Let's dive in until our next episode. Hi, good people. Welcome to Tea Time with Tia. I'm your host, Tia, and I am delighted to introduce to you our episode on the time of the empath. I have a guest with me today who is going to share her wonderful insight on what it is to be an empath, what it means, how you can thrive and survive as being an empath. Um, If For those who do not know what an empath is, an empath is a person who can take on the emotions of other people, um, their moods, their empaths usually have heightened senses, and yeah, they just experience life differently than other people. So I have a good friend with me here today. Um, I love her dearly, and she is also thrilled to share her insight with, um, with us. Would you like me to introduce you as your title, as as far as like a what your credentials are? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, she is a licensed social worker. She currently is residing in Florida. Um, I introduce you to you, my good friend, Miss Carlin. Miss Carlin Bonaparte, would you like to further speak to the good people? Hi, Tia. Thank you so much for having me on. It's definitely um, great to be a part. Um, So, yeah, just basically what you were saying is an empath is someone who has the natural ability to sense. Very heightened senses. Um, I happen to be one of those people. Um, There are people that can sense, feel, and have the ability to read energy around them. Um, Empaths are very observant. So... (laughs) Yeah, you get to see and feel everything, even when the people aren't around you. So definitely fun. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess you you answered my first question, like, you know, in your words, what is an impasse? So you said that it's fun. So what is it? What are some challenges about being an impasse? Um, Challenges, I really think it will come with as far as, you know, feeling too much. There's a point where you can get overloaded and feeling every emotion, every sense, every laugh, every cry, every piece of anger, everything that someone else goes through. Because, I mean, we're individuals. We go through our own things as well. So just, you know, feeling everyone else's energies, you know, can cause, you know, a lot of different things to go on within self. You know, we feel that we're natural healers and you can't heal everything and everybody. Um, me personally, exactly. I have a superwoman complex that I'm trying to get under control. Um, so, yeah, I have to just learn that you can't save every type of situation. And that's, you know, sometimes what empaths do. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah, and I'm starting to see that more and more in, you know, in my field um, as a, a licensed professional counselor. But for, for some of us, especially me personally, it's really challenging to not feel every emotion because, you know, they tell us all the time, like, don't take your work home. So how do you try to leave your work at work while trying to intend to your your personal life? Um, to be honest, Tia, last year was a bit hard on me um, as far as, you know, being a social worker and dealing with the lives of other people and, you know, going through my own set of motions um, as far as, you know, my personal life as well. Um, last year, it was a bit of a mess, um, to be honest until I was able to get it under control. I started, you know, going to Bible study a little more, um, attending church a little more often, um, just trying to get into the groove of doing things that would help me to get my mind off of things, being a little more creative, going on walks, reading books. I like to color. Um, just trying to rid myself of the darkness. Um, I love scary movies. Um, I love things about, you know, I love the ID channel, basically. Um, so just try to rid myself of those things um, so that every aspect of my life wouldn't be dark. We spend most of our lives at work, so it's hard not to take those things home. So just trying to lighten the load when I get home. All right. Awesome. I like that. See, I, I had to do that myself, too, because I picked up a, a couple of hobbies last time. Like, you have to be creative now, like, mm-hmm. you know, to, to lighten your load. Um, I started painting last year. I started making mm-hmm. candles and shade butters. Like, you know, to me, it's, it was kind of it's kind of like me just releasing some of those emotions that a mm-hmm. lot of the people that I work with just had put on my plate. Yeah. Um. So I guess we're going to go back into our outline. So how do you decipher from being empathetic and sympathetic? Can you explain to the good people the difference between the two? Yeah. Um, and a lot of times they are, um, you know, confused, but they are two totally different things. Um, so empathy is when you understand someone's feelings, you know. I understand. I'm so sorry that you're going through this. Um, whenever you're being empathetic, you're more in tune with that person's feelings. Um, sympathy is the complete opposite. You know exactly what they're going through because you share that person's feelings. Um, I feel like whenever you're sympathetic, um, it causes more isolation rather than um, empathy that would, you know, is a little more inviting. Um, type of atmosphere. Sympathy can introduce your feelings to a situation whenever you're trying to comfort someone else in theirs. Um, So make it more so about you. Empathy makes it more so about, you know, I'm here, I'm listening, you know, I'm here for you. Okay, so you say like empathy is more like having a community where you could feel like welcome and environment and like a, right. like a welcoming environment. Or even if it's just, you know, a friend, you know, that you can speak with, you know, to share your feelings with. And that person is just I understand being supportive to you, um, sharing those feelings, you know, as far as um, sharing understanding, not more so the feelings, but sharing understanding about what you're actually going through. Yeah, I like that. I like that. 
Um, so how can you tell, well, give an example, because there might be people out there who may be wondering, are they being empathetic or sympathetic or you name it? So how can one tell if they are being the empath? I would more so um, if you're in a room and you can sense my whole, I'm going to use myself as an example. I am very observant of people in my surroundings. Um, I have to feel out their energies before I can tell, you know, what type of person you are just off your energy, your body language, the way that you present yourself and the way that you speak to other people. Um, so that's more so of an empath. Um, you feel that you're a natural healer, you're creative, um, like I said, good at reading people. There's also, I feel like there's also physical symptoms that comes with being an empath um, as far as, you know, knots in your stomach or headaches. you actually feeling um, things going on because you're so intuitive. You, your intuition is just skyrocketed as an empath. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. I didn't really think about that. Like, so, yeah, you can have these physical symptoms when your um, senses are really high. No. No. So what are some, if if they are, what are some do's and don'ts when somebody is approaching an empath? Some do's and don'ts when approaching? Um, Be sensitive to them as well. Um, a lot of people take empaths and, to be honest, run with their emotions. Um, you can empaths feel everything. So when feelings, you know, are heightened, you have that sense of that superwoman complex that I was saying. You know that I can run and I can help save and that I can do this and I can do that. That you're supposed to heal and help the world. But, you know, coming to an empath, it's important to understand that they get burned out, too, that they get feelings. They have feelings, too, um, that they're experiencing it with you. So it's just important to, you know, allow that person to breathe as well. Um, Don't take, you know, advantage of them if they need a break or if they need to, you know, take a breather for a second because they're overloaded with thoughts and feelings and emotional symptoms, physical symptoms as well. Right, because, you know, as an empire, you would think it could be really draining sometimes. It can be, and it can lead to a lot of different things. Me, myself, you know, I I was never diagnosed, but I'm pretty sure um, that, I, that I've increased anxiety due to being an empath, um, simply because I've always felt that I can run and save people at work, in my personal life strangers whatever the case may be I've always burned myself out by you know being that person that people can always call on and you know I'm a firm believer of if your cup is empty how can you pour into another so I had to learn that um like I said it's fun but then it's also you get those those points in your life where it's just okay well I have to make sure that I'm okay as well exactly so how can you make sure that you're okay? Like, where are those boundaries that you set yourself as the empath? I really think they come at every empath's breaking point. 
Because as hard as an empath, you don't want to stop being an empath. You feel that you can help and heal everybody. But then there comes a breaking point where, for me, my life became, you know, went to shambles. It came to a point where I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I was losing weight. I'm already 130 pounds soaking wet. So just losing weight, all these different things. And it's just like, you know, it comes to a point where if I can, you know, help the whole world, that I'm not helping myself, what good am I to anybody or anything? So just taking care of yourself. If you're going to be an empath, I would just not neglect, you know, myself in the process. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Because in the similar terms of what you said, I quote this all the time, especially to, you know, my clients and the people that I work with, like you, you are the most important tool in the toolbox. So it, if you don't recharge yourself, let's say you're a drill. If you don't recharge yourself, you can't drill into other people. You can't drill nails into the wall. So like you're just useless. So I always encourage people like, you know, this, like we said earlier, like be creative, take a break, do some self-care. I mean, yes, you're always going to have that excitement, that energy that you want to go ahead and be to everybody, superwoman or Superman. And I don't fault nobody for that. Cause you know, Hey, I know loved ones that had done that to the day they died. And honestly, sometimes I think I really, truly believe it kept it kept them alive. So I, I don't fault nobody for that. But I always feel, I tell people, like, you know, make sure that you take time for yourself, even even if you're a caretaker, you're a yeah. counselor, social worker, pastor, however you name it. Even if you go get a pedicure, a manicure, if going to the beach or sitting at a lake, something as simple as going on a drive or you know, just taking a lazy day. I always say, you know, mental health days are important because yes. it's okay to sit around and just do absolutely nothing. And some people just don't realize how important that is. And I just want one of those days soon. <laughs> yes, uh, I am. Sometimes you got to force yourself. Like, <laughs> I think, yeah. well, I... I still, I still technically was working because yesterday I went and got a pedicure and um, while she was doing my, you know, my toes, you know, I was still on my phone working. But, you know, uh-huh. it's that that's <laughs> little bit of time still made me realize that I need to go ahead and sit and relax, you know. Yeah, we don't even realize that it's not actually relaxing and being in tune with oneself. But we're thinking, OK, well, I'm just going to go get a pedicure. But, yeah, I'm still going to work. I'm still going to pay attention to other things. It's just, you know listening to waves or rain sounds or just sitting there just doing like I said absolutely nothing you'd just be surprised at how rechargeable like you said you can be yes absolutely absolutely um so I hear hear you talking about you know going to bible study um so how do you think if it does how does being empathetic interfere with spirituality I don't too much believe that it interferes. Um, I think it's, I honestly think it's a tool that's a part of spirituality. Um, You're able to reach people. I think that a lot of times, um, you know, you can be an empath and that could be a part of your ministry. Um, You can reach out to people. Um, 
possibly interference if you quote Bible scriptures, you know, 24-7 when someone is going, you know, <laughs> there are a whole lot yeah. of things and they don't kind of want to hear it again, sympathy. But, you know, being that love of God, because people can already tell if you're, you know, they could tell your fruit by the spirit. So they can already tell that, you know, you are, you know, basically God got your back. So whatever you come at them with, I feel like it's it's basically a part of the same thing. Um, yeah, I, I can see how it is, especially I feel like if you're in the business of helping other people, sometimes just being in tune with your spirit can help others people to also be, you know, at peace with their emotions as well. I definitely seen that. Um, so in your opinion, what are some like mental health issues? that can be result of being empathetic I know we talked about some anxiety uh what else do you think that could possibly happen I mean a lot of different things you can become you know depressed distressed um paranoid um a lot of different things I mean it will all hit people differently everyone you know take stress and take on other people's things a little differently but there's a lot of different things that like I said for me it was anxiety you know every time the phone rang I just knew it was somebody calling me with something I just knew something happened I just knew that I had to worry um it was just automatically um pessimism because I just knew that something was gonna happen um isolation as well you feel so overloaded that you you know you try to stay away from those things you become fearful that you know there's going to be something that's always happening and you don't know how to control it so I guess not like because I don't want to discourage anybody from who's listening from you know try to avoid being an empath you know I like you know you could still have these good heightened senses when it comes to being an empath because I believe that even though hey my phone <laughs> could ring constantly if I see whoever thing was popping up like I know you better call me and tell me something so stupid <laughs> but you know is there I feel like there's a way where like you could still kind of be hopeful while being empathetic you know um what have you done if anything you know to prevent the worrying when somebody is calling you or whatnot so it ultimately became came to my faith in God to be completely honest with you I had to realize, remember that all of those words that God spoke over me, you know, he did not, he's not the author of confusion, you know, I shall not fear, you know, you shouldn't be worried 24-7, basically. Exactly. So it just came yeah. from that. Um, it was, it was, it was helpful for me to calm down and for me to realize, okay, well, if God placed me, God made me fearfully and wonderfully so it's about time that I stand strong in that and if he made me to be this empath then I know that he will be behind me a thousand percent 
Um, so that's where it came from. And no, not to scare anyone, but it's, it's definitely important to have that self-care so that you won't become, you know, anxious whenever people call you and whenever you feel in those things. It's just it's highly important that you take care of yourself. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, that pretty much wraps up our topic about being empathetic. Um, now, I do want to share with the good people because I know they're not going to be able to see you. But if you would like to take a picture of your lovely shirt, you look cute today, girl, too. I'm going to take a selfie and I can share it on Facebook and however. Um, so I see that you're wearing your shirt that you made called Gyra. You are enough. Tell us a little bit about, um, you know, what you do on the side. Okay. Um, so right now I, I am revamping my business. Um, and I haven't really said anything to anyone yet, but to include a clothing boutique. Um, so I am going to be introducing more custom shirts, um, more clothing, um, things of that nature, just to reach the people. They will be, um, cause I said I'm an empath, so I feel I will be ordering a shirt really soon. Um, so I do thank you, Miss Carlin. Thank you for tuning into Tea Time with Tia. Remember, you can follow me on Facebook and Spotify at Tea Time with Tia. Remember to always be the kind person that kind people like and want to be. Talk to y'all next time.